You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 402nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim, back in the city, beautiful Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt, and oh, it's so quiet here in Minneapolis now. So nice. And (laughs) Tim, it's cooler. It's not hot anymore. I say I'm in Minneapolis, I'm in Minneapolis. So nice. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, where it's not quite as quiet because I still have a foster kitten in my green room cool. screwing around in the background. So again, it's, apologies if you can hear her. It's our new, it's our new shtick, you know, like you've had, yeah. um, I've had cats uh, in the room. We always have a cat in the room now. It's, it's part of the I thing. Get, I, yeah. I get a lot of um, listener uh, uh, emails and, and messages uh, when they, when they can hear the cat in the background, people are very excited. So let's yeah. see, let's play a game. Can I hear the cat? And uh, if you do hear it in the background, let me know. Now, Spencer, I don't know if you notice, but when I look over at little guy today, I see a certain glow mm-hmm. um, emanating from his screen. Now, at first, I thought it was probably because I was not sitting next to him complaining this about is, the intricacies of the yeah. Twin Cities weather. Yeah. It's my and assumption. The audio, yeah. the audio situation on his front porch in lovely South Minneapolis. Studio, but in reality, sorry. little guy is glowing because what it sounds like is that he finally, finally, after 25 years of waiting, nah. 17 years of framing, <laughs> he finally found the crank set that he's been dreaming of. So little guy, you have really? the floor to entertain our listeners on episode 402 this about the pan. crank set that you are so excited <laughs> this about. Is our this lead is the story. lead. This is the lead story, Tim. I mean, it feels like the lead story I, of my life. I figure we got it. You know, something okay. I've learned over last week is that you start low and you build up high. Mm-hmm. So okay. right. let's start at rock bottom. And before you know it, it's a wonderful end of the episode. I, I will say I have no idea what he's about to talk about. So, well, I'm, yeah, the part of it, I, I'll a little lead in and then I'll see if you guys can guess what the crank is. Um, when I bought my my current road bike, almost the road bike I raced all my racing career on in 2005, I bought my match frame i i needed i needed uh i needed a group set and i ended up buying a campy centaur closeout group set from oshner we we Uh all got got some sweet closeout oshner deals cheers to those guys yeah i'm assuming that's not around anymore so i got 10 speed group and it's got a silver crank set but i just never liked the centaur crank and there was a different silver crank set on the market that i really wanted but it was way too expensive and hard to find and i have been periodically searching for it for years and occasionally one pops up but they're always like three hundred dollars and i haven't Uh seen one now for like almost 10 years Uh and the other day i was listening to our podcast while i edited it bored so bored just oh yeah you guys yapping in my ears the second time through i'm cruising around ebay 
And and there it is. There's the cranks that I've always wanted, new in the box. Um, oh. It, it's in the UK, so shipping was a little bit, but I had a pretty cheap buy it now. Uh, and I, I, it took me a while, but I was like, you know what? It's been 17 years. I should finally just put the crank I wanted <laughs> still, to put on the bike on the bike. Uh, so it's I still the sparked trigger. joy. So yeah, yeah. it still sparked joy for you. Yes, it still did. And and I have ridden my road bike once this year. This uh-huh. if this crank set actually shows up, makes it through customs, I will at least ride it one more time this year. Um, How much did you spend okay. on this crank set? This is the best part. I mean, this is the best part. I waited 17 years and I saved like $200. Um, out of what I would have paid 17 years ago. Uh-huh. I paid $95 with shipping. Okay. Yeah, All right. I mean, it's, it's a well, deal. Well, you still haven't gotten it yet. It's well, very important I haven't you still gotten have it. not gotten it now, yet. Now, according to the seller on the whole eBay transaction, it has shipped, and it should be here by the 14th. Coming okay. from the UK, well, this is- it could get stuck. I've, I've noticed they may, have, uh, they may have made some mistakes about uh, pulling out of a couple trade agreements. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to cause any problems, <laughs> now, but we'll see. Tim, you've made a huge mistake. We talked just before hitting the record button about how many emails we have from listeners this week and how we, yeah. we really yeah. need to keep it tight, uh, know. you know, to, to make sorry. the time budget that we have for the episode this week. <laughs> and you led with little guy and then you let him ramble about vintage cranks. Well, so we are... A solid five minutes into the show at this point. So, uh, little guy, is it a 10-speed Campy Centaur? No, that's what I have. I have 10-speed camp, Campy Centaur. What do you, Spencer, you're gonna, you're the one who's going to guess this. Anyone's going to guess it. I, what there's I only two possible guesses, wanted. and I'm trying well, to weigh mean, which I'm one not it gonna is. Well, Tim's not going to get it. Well, I'm not going to get it. You just guessed I'll, the crank I have already. So I mean, I'll give Tim <laughs> okay. three guesses right now, and then I'll get the, I'll get the correct one. What else so what do you got, Tim? Is it a Miche crank set? Ding, That's ding, not, ding. Miche you didn't, he didn't get it. That doesn't count. Well, which model? Which model? Exactly. You got to know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I just figured that that's a brand. I stopped right. listening whenever yes. you talk about Miche after you say Miche, so I know it's a brand. Little guy. And then I zone out to something relevant. Did you get the Miche Super Type crank? I did. I finally got it, Spencer. I probably talked to you about it like a million times. It's silver. Yes. It's got cutouts in the arms, and it's got a little like mm-hmm. weird inlay thing in in one of the arms, and and then it's got the Super Type script. I'm so excited. What Very year? good. Congratulations. What year was this from? Uh, I don't know. Like somewhere around 2005 or something. I don't remember when they went Ooh. to. At some point, they started making a carbon crank like everybody else, which makes sense. But I had it was still like in the Q catalog, and I was still like hovering my finger over pulling the trigger on it all the time, like a dummy. And then one day it was like, "Oh, we make this carbon crank now," and I was like, "Oh no!" And that's when I, my my eBay search started. But mm-hmm. I'm very good at putting things off for a long time. How much I'm did it cost to... in 2000? How much did it cost in a? Uh, I don't know if any of our listeners have a 2005 um, like Q catalog. Bucks, it was probably more three, three, four, probably new. Like like retail, I would assume it's top of the line, baby. So with inflation, three hundred dollars is now four hundred fifty dollars. So you know you came out ahead. Oh yeah, I came out ahead. But was I happy? No, no I wasn't happy for the, well, last, I mean, for the last seventeen years. years. Okay. No. No. Spencer, I mean, we're really dragging here, so uh, I'm happy that we got to do that uh, Tour de France, or sorry, the crank set uh, well, wrap up. 
Can I ask you guys a question real quick? Do you have any like things that you've always wanted to get and just have not for some weird reason? What? Okay. A hundred percent. Well, I I have one dream. Do you do you want Uh, do you want to know what it is, Logan? Tim should go. Yeah. 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 What's yours? Um, I I wish that I bought at some point a Klein touring bike with some (laughs) sweet (laughs) Richie cranks. Mm. Um, yeah, I got a thought. I've that always was wanted it. one, and and I can't wait to 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 get one uh-huh, up and running, uh-huh. and to have it. Yeah, yeah, that's a dream. Spencer, do you have any? Dreams? I, I my <laughs> dream, I've always wanted, um, for what feels like forever. Honestly, I've always wanted to move on from this segment onto the next part of the slide. <laughs> Wow. I will say that. Well, that I'm was glad good. it only took uh, you nine minutes to fulfill the dream. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, well, I, d- to seriously answer we'll your question, you. little guy, I, I definitely want one of those Bianchi single-speed mountain bikes. But um, That's I what I thought you both would um, say. I'll sell you one. Uh, do you still have one? Oh, yeah. Do you have the pink one? Yeah. Oh, I'll buy it from you. Okay. Just, just, oh, man, like, look at this. Deals. I will 100% edge. buy it from you. Just wire Let's me two thousand dollars. Two thousand. Now you're being a jerk. All right. Um, Are you interested hey in guys, a client? I need a little bit of Spencer. <laughs> Ooh, maybe we'll talk. <laughs> I heard the cranks are really worth stuff. Yeah. Um, guys, I need a little bit of advice and a little bit of help um, next okay. week. As you know, I will not be on the pod. Um, I will be busy at Crankworks in Whistler. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any advice to me? And you guys know who I am already, so you already know I need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. How yeah. best can I uh, fit in and do the job of a Slow Ride podcast correspondent at Crankworks in uh, Whistler, British Columbia? So, mm. for anyone who doesn't know, what what is this event? What what clientele? Well, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Red Bull to be drank drunk. Okay, there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of dirt jumping. There's an EWS, which stands for Enduro World Series uh-huh. race going on there. Okay. There's some downhill racing. There's some tail okay. whip contests. There's some free ride flips. Um, 50,000 a... people crowded into British Columbia. In comes me. The square. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what can we do to help you fit in? Yes. Okay. Flat brim. Do I need a flat brim hat? Yes. You do, do I need do. cargo shorts? Like, yes. what's you, help me help myself? You need a hat because you got to tuck the mullet in. I don't think anybody's going to appreciate that. You got to hide. Oh, it. I think yo, people are going like to love the mullet. Mullet coming out of that flat brim cap. That's going to be. Tim's going to blend right in with that. Actually, that's it's the best hair he's ever had for an event like this. Do you have uh, wraparound sunglasses, Tim? Yeah. Are you go? No. Do I need that? I have some Ray-Bans. No. Those go in the trash. You need to get like the uh, wraparound, like, the like pit viper. Brody. Yeah, pit, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. something, yeah. something yeah. like that. 100%. Who knows? Yeah. Like whatever. You, the ones that take up half my face. At yes. least. Matthew Vanderpool. Bare okay. minimum half your face. How quickly can you grow a mustache? Yes. <laughs> Spencer, I was. Whoa, whoa, we were well, on the same way. <laughs> you guys have known. With. Not fast enough, but I can always maybe go to the joke store okay. to get one. I think that would That's... be a great way to to get score some good interviews if you've got the whole look except the fake mustache. I think that would be people would want to talk to you. 
So I've got the mullet is growing a little bit, but Spencer, you're saying get rid of the mullet. Don't enhance it at all. Well, here's the thing. I was saying hide it because I don't think you'll go through with the, you won't go full send. Um, but if you are going to go full send, then sure, keep the keep the mullet out. Um, but you're going to so have to really what does what does full send it. mean? I feel like I should know what full send send yeah, means. Yeah, if like, if you're going to Crankworks, you should probably know what full send means. Um, okay, just just yell it a lot, like randomly. I think you'll be all right. Is there? Should I yell brap a lot? Is yes. that something else no. that is yelled, or is that a lifestyle thing? Or no, is that that's old? That's they, uh, both. Um, instead of Send yelling, it. you're going to save yeah. your vocal cords. And when you get okay. across the border, after you land, this is very important. After you land, go to the hardware get store. Get customs first. Buy a okay. chainsaw. Because you're going to need that. Uh, because there's no more screaming brap at people. You just fire up the chainsaw and give it a couple, you know, give the trigger a but couple But take pulls. the chain off just to be safe. Take Probably take the chain off. I think most people do. Um, if you don't have time, most people you don't probably have time. appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. All right, little guys, this is good advice. It sounds super solid. Sounds sounds solid. Are you yeah. going to be renting a All bike? Right. Are you going to be trying to trying to hit any of these no. downhill runs? You're going to no, definitely not. No, okay. I'm going to I'm okay, going to fall walking down them. I don't need to fall. <laughs> I don't need yeah, to fall yeah, riding yeah. my bike. No, I mean I want. I just wanted to be clear because I think me and Spencer both of the belief that you probably shouldn't try to hit any of these downhill mm-hmm. runs mm-hmm. or enduro runs yeah. or beginner All right. runs. That's cool. Best um, of luck, Tim. Best of luck. Yeah, well, thanks. I'll report back. I'll do my best to uh, talk to the, the people on the ins and outs, um, and I will see uh, over and under, boys, on how many Red Bulls I will drink over the course of the weekend. I don't know. Oh, do you well. like Red Bulls? No, I don't, oh. actually. Zero if you're... <laughs> Smart. I don't know why you drink one if you don't Not like it. Not possible. It's it's gonna be a festival uh, uh, environment. You're gonna be you're you're gonna look at the lines for the concessions and you're gonna take the free Coach Red Bulls. Tim is coming out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I say if you do under four a day, I will be impressed. Would I be incorrectly placed if I wore my suit? There. Do you think I could like pull off the suit look? Um you can. Uh, I would cut off the, well, I would leave <laughs> the, the leave the jacket, leave the jacket at home, cut the sleeves off the shirt, cut the uh, pants at the knee. <laughs> you should be all right. Yeah. That'd be a good look. All right. Flat brim cap. Tim, um, if you'd be on the lookout, I want, I don't care about anything there except linkage forks. I want pictures of linkage forks. If you see any linkage forks, give me that. That's what I want. The right, people send me a link. To what exactly that is, <laughs> and then um, I, <laughs> okay, is that the Lauf thing? Is that the Lauf fork thing? I don't know if that technically counts as a linkage. I don't know what those because those are those are those are sort of like right, Kevlar right. straps or something. I don't know. Those are cool, but okay, yeah, I'll send you some pictures of things that I want to see in the wild. Thanks. Okay, yeah, I'll do I'll do my best. Um, in other news, guys, uh, we um. We didn't spend too much time a couple weeks ago. We, we went back and listened to it. But we were discussing the Slow Ride Podcast championship belt. Ah, to which yes. it is currently... The men is with um, Gourmet uh, from okay. episode like 384. 
So he's had a 16-week run. We've had the Tour de France. Good run. Um, fantastic. We've had Vingar. We've had Pogacar. We've had Wout Van Aert. Um, I'm just going to go out and say that we probably – I'm going to nominate Vingard to take it because, Vingard. I mean, th- he gets, like, fighter jets. Half the country of Denmark comes out for him to sell – or Holland. I, I don't even know where he's from. Denmark, I believe. <laughs> yeah, he's Danish. All right. His nomination Sorry. is Sorry. shaky. <laughs> it is very shafy. Um, it just, it's just, it just Gramey needs to ditch the belt. I mean, he's had it long enough. It's been a 16-week run. He's done absolutely yeah. nothing since. He That's took true. himself out with the, with the with the cork on the podium. That was. Sad, That's why he got but, the belt. That's why he got yeah, the belt. We gave the well, belt in the to I, I, he, I disagree completely. Vingard, like he had a he had a pretty great tour. I'll give him that. The the pomp and circumstance after was pretty cool, but I think maybe the biggest hero of the tour was was Pogue. Like I think second place Pogue mm. is way you just had a chill about way, him. Way cooler than first the vibes first place Pogue? Yeah. Yeah. The Very vibes true. were way better. Um so I I think I want to nominate Pogue. Um, I guess we can have dueling nominations. I don't know. It, it's, well, guy, I'll second yours you, if you second mine because think? I think Gourmet just needs to ditch it. Like the the guy in there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, both are solid uh, recommendations. I see the logic. I think we should just keep it with Gourmet because he's what? now he's back racing, so the results are coming in. Okay, it's not belt worthy results yet, but. He does have a new airbrushed helmet that does have like a, a <laughs> attacking uh, cork on it. So he's Wait, leaning what? in to the cork controversy. And we, we've been talking for years about how there's so much real estate on these helmets. Everyone should have goofball customized helmets and he's doing it. So I think we got we to gotta, we gotta honor that, at least for another week. He has an airbrushed arrow helmet. Of a champagne cork. Yeah, and I think it has like a little sneery face on it or something. Because it's, it's looking for eyeballs. That is maybe the greatest thing I've ever heard. That's incredible. It's pretty good. It, I have not seen photos of it, but I'm assuming it's good. It is. So, I mean, how can it not be? You've seen airbrush before, yes. <laughs> At the mall, yes. All right. So imagine now, a cork oh, flying I through the air. So this I, sounds. This sounds exactly like the dream that we've been talking about for years. Like little guy said on this podcast, of why isn't there more airbrushing? Why aren't people embracing their nicknames or their other thing? I, man, I, I withdraw my nomination for him getting beat out for the belt. I think I think the champ just stepped up his game after getting the belt. <laughs> this is incredible. I, I looked it up again oh, to remember not only is it a cork and it's it's making a little fighty sneer. If it has but it's got it boxing gloves. Or a... It has boxing oh, gloves. Oh okay. Done. Done. Alright. It's I'm in. Are you serious? It's got boxing gloves? Yeah, it's got boxing gloves and it's making a little face like it's on. And it's, it's got a face an too? explosion okay. of champagne right, behind it. All right. Oh, All right, I just I just googled it up. It is very good. 
<laughs> does have little boxing gloves. This is awesome. 100% well, you, the champ <laughs> still retains the belt. There is no challenger. Did you see what the other, okay, side, just, the other I, side of the helmet says? I didn't realize this. It says the corks uh, on one side, that, and then it's got the, the neon of the team on the other side, but it says Binny, victim of the cork. <laughs> right. I hadn't seen amazing. that side. Amazing. Okay. Uh, I, you know what? Congratulations. You get to keep the belt. That's good. Other news uh, going on, uh, guys, is uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but the other... Um, uh, cycling publications, okay. as renowned as ours, have picked up on the fact that Alejandro Valverde has won final quest in his fake last year as a professional cyclist. His alleged last year. His yeah. alleged, yeah, last, alleged year. last year. He is yeah, coming back you. next year. Like, he's not leaving. No. He is on the hunt for Movistar relegation points. The <laughs> updates have come in. Movistar is one step above relegation by a couple hundred points over little-known team Lotto Sudal. <laughs> and it looks like for sure that Israeli Cycling Academy is, uh, is going down, okay. down, down. Seems um, like but Movistar is right there. So close. Yeah, it's danger zone. And, and they need... Valverde. In fact, Movistar is so desperate, they are sending like the entire team to Tour de Langkawi, um, Chris yeah. Horner's uh, favorite race, yeah. um, to go crush it with back in the Navigator days. Didn't even know that race was still going on. But, um, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got delayed, didn't it? Okay, anyway, yeah. Man, what a time to be alive. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Think, think uh, Movistar uh, stays up, or do you think they're going to come down? I think they'll oh, well, stay up it, unless Lotto goes nuts and wins everything, but that's not going to happen. Though Campanars did just win today, so who the heck knows? They, they, the management at Movie Star have a very important decision to make, and it's possible it's already been made. Um, and there, whether they stay up or not hinges on it. And it is, have they offered Valverde the contract for next year yet? Because. <laughs> If they don't, uh, you know, rest in peace, movie star, world tour uh, career that we know and loved um, because Valverde knows what he's worth and uh, he's going to leverage this into it's... another year at minimum. <laughs> and uh, he's going to say, you guys it need is... me to save the team. You guys truly need me to save the team again. Okay, I'll do it, but give me that contract. It's it's so amazing how much Movistar depends on Valverde to do anything. Especially when you consider, if you watch, like, so uh, Inner Ring has a great website that's keeping up on the promotion relegation battle. Okay. And they have one of those animated bar charts where you can see, like, over time how Movistar goes from, like, five spots above relegation. And over time, and it's, it just, it so corresponds with when Valverde is hurt. That like he just like yeah. the, the the team ranking just goes down precipitously, precipitously, and uh, yeah, I mean, two teams go down, right? Yes. So you got two teams going down, and you've got definitely Arkea <laughs> going up. All those was it Hugo Hostetler getting all the big points during the tour with those top ten finishes, like Banking ninth them. and tenth place. 
Yeah. And then Alpacin's And Intermarché. Oh, yeah, Alpacin. Sorry. Oh, man. What a wonderful time to be alive. I hope Valverde <laughs> can keep the, keep the boys in blue up. But, you know, I've kind of become less and less of a fan of Movistar ever since they announced that uh, Valverde was going to be leaving. I think he should have a, a contract in perpetuity. Even if he doesn't want to race, they keep a spot open for him. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Seat at the table sort of thing. I mean, I think yeah, it's Yeah, always has a seat at the understood. table. You never know when he's going to show up, you know? Yeah, yeah. He just rolls in in, in August. Hey, boys, I'd like to do a couple. Yeah. I only got back on the bike yeah. a couple weeks ago. Let's do this. Daddy's back, and then he gets to go, you know? That'd be awesome. Anyway. The movie star uh, battle for relegation. Uh, follow along for all the exciting news here. And the other uh, final, let's talk controversy. Uh, Marianne Voss won a race, and then it was relegated because she uh, did the old puppy paws, um, Logai. Now, Logai, you had to describe to me what puppy paws were um, yeah. because I had no idea that they that now that is the official name of Go and Arrow Tuck. I don't know if it's the official name. It's, it feels like what I heard... Your people call it most often these days. I did wonder after I said that if, like Spencer, had you heard that term before this year? Doing puppy paws? No, no, okay. but I don't. I'm not hip to what the kids well, are talking about. My thought was maybe the UCI wouldn't have banned it if it had been called puppy paws all along. Uh, it's just too cute. <laughs> you can't you can't ban something called puppy paws. I mean, it feels like a more recent thing. Uh, to call it, and that's why it got banned. You know, it's uh, it's sort of a the the puppy paws are trying to make can, a campaign for themselves. But yeah, she got can we she agree got banned. That is the dumbest rule in cycling. I mean, there's a lot of dumb rules. You know, yes. professional cyclists well, not having double decker handlebars being one. <laughs> um, yeah, but th- like this puppy paws thing is ridiculous. Come on, yeah. they're professional cyclists. So, like, what, like what, what are you protecting against? The, the Aerotech, you know, I can see the argument for, oh, it's not safe in the pack, or, oh, we don't want to influence people or whatever to ride but, unsafely. Um, what, what I want to know is when Marion Voss gets into this position, she pretty much immediately realizes, oops, can't do that, and gets out of it. Mm-hmm. The three seconds she's in it, did she gain enough arrow advantage to be disqualified from this race that she then went to win? Well, is that does this seem? Yeah, yeah. it's all about alignment. saving energy, right? I mean, you're just you know that's what smart racers do. They go into puppy paws for three seconds. They uh-huh. they power up just enough <laughs> to win the sprint. No, I totally get your point. It's it's true. It didn't. She didn't do it in a way that actually caused her advantage like you said and so yeah it, it seems like she should have got a little slap like lose a couple of uci points or something to, to or, take or, her out after yeah. winning is pretty is pretty nuts out. a relegation to the back of the finishing group that you're in is kind of the standard you know like you screwed up you didn't hold your line you did whatever you broke a rule uh the total dq it seems like pretty harsh and in to to be fair, her quote after the race was, yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is a rule. So mm-hmm. it is what it is, you know? She took it Here's very well, um, so kudos to her. Are you trying to tell me? I know you're not trying to tell me this because you already know the answer to what I'm going to say, but you're trying to say that, it, like, Vingard or Pogacar goes for three seconds during the tour into Puppy Paws, 
that all of a sudden the UCI and ASO are going to, you know, uh-huh. kick them out of the race? Absolutely no way. It like not at all. They still let Caleb Ewan race, and he takes tries to take out half the peloton. And it's like <laughs> you have a situation where you go into puppy paws, and they like it's it's again we're playing spot the difference again. Yeah, you have a situation where they take out a women's uh, top level female athlete superstar to you know there's the lesson because they would never do that in the men's field. Yeah. Yeah, so. but I don't. Yeah, they haven't had a time, I guess, where it's it's been a question on a really big rider. There were some questionable things in the spring and in the in the last two years, especially with the water bottles, people getting kicked. But you're right, nobody. Well, there's nobody really that close to Voss in a lot of ways. So, I guess yeah. it isn't. Cool. Well, I was trying to look up if anyone. I don't know if I've done this before, but that would have been win two forty three if this one had counted. It just. That's it's just bonkers. It's yeah, <laughs> craziness. Uh, well, gentlemen, I think what we should do is we should check in with our man in the middle of all sprints and all things breakaway. Of course, I'm talking about 2022 Tour de France stage winner Michael Matthews on this week's Cream Lap. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap. Once again, this Prem Lap is dedicated to all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Thanks for your support for making independent cycling media happen. We appreciate it. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to find out about our collection of shows, including the likes of The Grodio, Nowhere Fast, a podcast about indoor cycle racing, and CX Hairs Radio, and Criterium Nation, the number one news source for Criterium bike racing in the United States. Head over to WideAnglePodium.com to listen to your favorite shows. Yeah, absolutely. And if uh, these shows are uh, in your wheelhouse as far as uh, favorite podcasts go, um, definitely give a thought to uh, supporting the shows on the network and the network in general uh, by heading to WideAnglePodium.com slash donate, become a member, uh, you can support the shows directly, pick and choose which ones you want your uh, hard-earned dollars to go to. And uh, we really appreciate and uh, desperately need all the support that you guys uh, provide. So uh, thanks again for that. All right. Yeah. And let's get back to the show. Hi, this is Tom Bonin. I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are back at the show. We've got a slew of listener emails. Make sure you email us at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com where all of your emails are gratefully received. And let's get right back into it. Um, this week, guys, I got to say, it's a ton. So let's start in order of submission. Okay. The first one comes to us from Chris McGrath. Podium babies. And you must have an additional rule here, guys. You must be the parent of the baby. Weebs lost or won a bet. And it was her friend's kid from Chris. 
Agree or disagree that you must be the parent of the baby to bring the baby up to the podium outside of the three-month time window that I <laughs> set last uh-huh. week and graciously dug myself out of that hole to only being the men are allowed the three-month window? Yeah. I was Female say, cyclists are allowed till the age 21 to bring however many kids up they want. Till 21? That's it. Yeah. What? Till age 20? Hey, as long as you get it, I get it, I get it. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was super like, what? <laughs> Tim, Tim only wants people having kids in their I, teens. Yeah, I feel like if anyone has a strong opinion about whether or not the kid needs to be yours, it's Tim. Um, so I'm curious to see uh, what his take is. I think it should be, I think you should get bonus points if you get a kid that's not yours up on the podium and get photos in the magazines <laughs> and, and kid- stuff. You can convince them to stay. Yeah. Yeah. If you make I'm 100%. it on the if you make it on the if team's can, social media page with a photo of a baby that's not yours and you're a professional <laughs> yeah. cyclist, that should be a bonus in your contract. Like, that's it's kind of amazing. If you can convince a kid to come up on the podium with you, act like it's your kid and it's mm-hmm. not your kid, that's even better. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you deserve. Let them hold bonus. the trophy. You know all that stuff. Little guy, do you agree? Are you a kid? Are you a podium baby or a podium bike kind of individual? Oh, come on. 100% podium baby. No podium bikes, please. Podium babies. Wow. Slippery slope. Um, All right. Up next, uh, PJ. uh, We got an email here from uh, PJ. Best cycling film of all time. My cycling stud of a husband and I, a hot, badass road cyclist. Would like to respectfully submit for your guaranteed approval the obvious choice for best cycling film of all time. That would be The Triplets of Belleville. This incredible film still has 94% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that it matters because we give it 127%. Even Roger Ebert loves it. This film has it all. In spades. Pro cycling has never been so animated. If you haven't seen it yet, you owe it yourselves to do so immediately. We know that you haven't seen this masterpiece of cycling cinema because you haven't, if you had already seen it, no other film would have earned the honor of your shaky spotlight. Until next time, keep up the moderately entertaining pod, yet excellent podcast work. Sincerely, Pat and Art. Gentlemen, I feel like some shouts, that shots coming across the bow, mm-hmm. but I must admit, while I enjoy Triplets of Belleville, the abstract some would say uh-huh. too artistic animation too artistic. is what kind of gets me away really? i okay. just animation it's just not realistic enough you know it's like too impressionist the the cyclists are too tall they like the, the the feet don't match the bikes they obviously didn't go get a bike fit it's an okay movie 94 percent because not enough of me watched it to get that vote down Whoa. to 83 percent on rotten right. tomatoes little guy fix everything that he just said people are already angrily typing emails yeah probably i remember liking it i saw it shortly after it came out and and i haven't mm-hmm. seen it since then so i i think i'm gonna have to um give it a go again and i don't know if it's gonna be too scary for Tambunum, Tambunum, but I would like to make it a fan. It probably will be too scary because it, it pretty dark. much looks like Slenderman. It's very dark. Yeah, well, he doesn't need to know that connection. <laughs> what do you think? I, uh, this, this movie is highly entertaining. It, it, I very much enjoy it. I like the animation style. I don't think it's too animated. Um, 
I uh, I don't think it's the posture. The posture of these cyclists is just horrible. Hey man, it was uh, it's retro. That's that's how they used to do things. Um, uh, I I I. It's a movie I enjoy to watch occasionally. A movie I could watch every day and never tire of is American Flyers, <laughs> uh, which if you wow. are, are unfamiliar with American Flyers, you can listen to the Slow Ride Podcasts uh, podcast within no. a podcast called The Sunday Stroll. We have many, 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 many episodes out that we do every 4th of <laughs> July. Um, so just go back through the archives and you'll find them. The best part about our tour de France, I mean, our July 4th retrospective of American Flyers is we get thousands of Tour de France listeners coming in for the podcast every year mm-hmm. to see like, oh, I got to act like I know what I'm talking about when I'm on the group ride. So I'm going to go to the established purveyors of cycling knowledge that right. is the Slow Ride podcast, and then they get American Flyers. Well, and um, it happens all the time is that they listen at one and a half speed and they're skipping <laughs> ahead and sort of trying to get the cliffs notes uh version yeah and they're like so, oh did you hear about he, the guy he had a brain aneurysm and like boy that's wild at the tour man. and his buddies are, they have no idea what he's talking about and it's amazing you know, yeah i heard eddie Merck showed up but here's the thing <laughs> triple is a belleville decent movie uh-huh. spencer american flyers you know my love the three of us have never-ending love i am a little bit shocked that you list American Flyers is the one that you could watch any day of the week at any time and be enjoyed. Yes, get out of get get out of your <laughs> podcast bubble here. Okay, you're not All selling right. to anybody except except us, the three friends. No one else is listening. All right, okay. I'm shocked that it is not rad. It is rad. Okay. <laughs> See, for me, it's Quicksilver, like 100 percent Quicksilver. Yeah. I can watch that anytime. Kevin Bacon. Louis Anderson. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's fantastic. It's a hit. Yeah. It, 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 it is rad, but nobody wants Triplets to hear me of Belleville. talk for hours and hours about rad because I would just not stop. Um, just American Flyers is yeah. perfect because I can watch it once a year and enjoy <laughs> it. Triplets of Belleville, though, very good. Highly, highly recommend if... if if the uh, if you haven't seen Triple it's something Zelda, you haven't it. seen, absolutely uh, give it yeah. a go. Mm-hmm. Um, great soundtrack. All right, up next, up next in the podcast, we're going to keep this thing going. Travis Johnson hits us up. Tour de France homes commentators for 2023. And by the way, shout out from now on, the men's Tour de France and the women's Tour de France will be our quest from the copy editing desk of the Slow Ride Podcast to differentiate between the two races. So for the men's Tour de France should be commentated by Anthony McCrossan and Hannah Walker. As a field reporter on the back of a, holo- of a motorcycle, and that motorcycle is ideally driven by Phil Liggett. Thoughts? <laughs> I love oh, wow. this idea. I love the so idea of Phil Liggett and Bob Roll on a motorcycle. In fact, it's the perfect way to incorporate Phil and Bob where they're not the stars of the show, but they're like uh-huh. the sideshow. You know, like, oh, let's go check in with Phil and Bob. That's the way to do it. Did, like, this is actually a really brilliant idea from mm-hmm. Travis. Like, I, that's how we pass the torch here. Yeah. I feel like um, cutting to Phil real quick on a motorcycle or something would be a lot like the Family Guy uh, uh, skit with the weatherman or whatever. <laughs> 
I don't know this yet, but, but I, 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 I <laughs> okay. Take away them being like the during the race, but isn't that the way to honestly like start the transition? Because you could still have them involved. They can still go and like give some like race coverage, but then they can go do like travels with Phil and Bob. Like, let's go see a castle, and they can like share the little stories. And then there's like the little inset of the actual race, and it's Aunt McCrossin. Hmm. I I would worry about Phil on a motorcycle. <laughs> I think they got maybe. the three wheel motorcycle. Yeah. Our oldest our oldest race announcers out onto the road. Perhaps maybe a recipe for disaster. I also worry about Christian Vandevelt in a studio by himself in America. Going guys, mm-hmm. guys. I guys. thought I took this as a clever way to include Phil and Bob while also kind of quote-unquote dealing yeah, with exactly. Phil and Bob, uh, yeah, if you know what I mean. That's great. Yeah. Now let's get to our next email. Spicing up the Champs. Hey, guys, I hear your extremely valid complaints about the 21st and first stages of the men's and women's Tour de France. One way it could be spiced up is to have the men and women race together around Paris. The men will be all worn out, and the women will be nice and fresh. Tell me there wouldn't be anything better than seeing the women just thrash the men. Let's be honest, women are the match for men, and the only male racer more exciting than the women is probably Wout Van Aert. I just think it would be awesome to see the men and women racing together. That is the only way I can think to make that final stage interesting. The Donut Man, Russ. I mean, Movie Star is certainly on oh, board. Oh, Movie Star would like get the points so that they don't get relegated. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea. I don't know that. Um... I don't know that uh, I think the women do a good enough show on their own. I don't think they need the uh, <laughs> the wind down of the men, but um, there's post. And I mean, you know, it's it is. I, I kind of hate the celebratory nature of that final stage for the men, but it, you know, I you don't want to make them feel bad either, as they get absolutely destroyed. Like, uh, it's, it's just kicking uh, them when they're down. There's the post-race Tour de France yes. criteriums. And the men and women could, could race there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a mixing. Mm-hmm. Well, we did, we did, we did. We had uh, Voss and Wout. Or at least uh. those two were in a crit together. So you got two green jerseys sprinting at the end of the race. Yeah, one of the best nice photos thing. ever. Yeah. Pretty awesome. That was if you can call that racing, racing. We're using air quotes. It was racing. I don't know who won that race. Probably a climber beat them both in a sprint, <laughs> which is my favorite. My favorite thing about post-race criteria is when, like, yeah. Gadu is supposed to out-sprint Cavendish or something because <laughs> it's in some French town. It's like, that's, yeah. that's cycling right there. Beautiful sport. You know, Andy, it is. Andy P. emails us, improving the men's tour. Hey, guys. Off the back of a pretty entertaining tour to France, I've got an idea I'd like to float your way to make the men's edition next time 10 out of 10. The 2023 tour will mark 120 years since its inception, and this idea is a move that I think Henry Desgrange would revel in. Every day, two riders are selected at random, a la The Hunger Games, and must race that stage on a bike from 1903. <laughs> uh. Some uh, rules. Yeah. Some rules from this. Uh, wow. I like this Hunger Games like lottery. 
Some rules. Hmm. The riders okay. will be given an hour head start on the Peloton. They'll also be exempt from the time cut. Okay. Although they will be given the time deficit they finish with. Ouch. The chosen rider also has the option of asking their teammate to tribute in their place. If their team rider is selected, a rider in their team can tribute in their place. Okay. And if the rider wins the stage on a 1903 bike, they get to win the tour then and there. (laughs) Now, this idea presents many opportunities as well as downsides. The tension and Uh, the drama at the start of every day surrounding who will be selected will be huge. The potential of the tour being won that day. Then imagine a genuine GC contender gets selected. They ask a teammate to tribute, but that then leaves them exposed to tax from rivals. Think Mm -hmm. of the breakaway tactics that teams could play. And my God, what if a Frenchman entered the last 5K with a minute gap? Others could (laughs) use this as a marketing ploy. Hey, Vodders, feel free to hit me up. Our 1903 riders will have an hour of free TV time and plenty of eyeballs on them. Then you could get power riders like Ghana or Wout actually targeting stages, hoping for selection, and then working together on a flat sprint day to possibly win. Not to mention just how funny this would be. I'd like to think there's a parallel universe where this is happening right now, and they're having the tour of their lives. Cheers, Andy. Hey, You know, this is really good. At, at first I thought... Yeah, this is completely off the rails. But the the fact that you can get a teammate to do it for you, and there's a little bit of like internal team strategy involved. Yeah, yeah. And I, and the one and done win the tour. I love that. I like that a lot too. That's I great. I love that. That that <laughs> that makes the whole thing for me. But I I, I mean now that to... start seems like a lot though, right? No, but that'll I mean, make those six, flat days. Flat but that would make those flat stages like there's no there's no messing about like like the sprinters teams are going to be nervous right like especially if there's a couple more sprint like days a, and you haven't won you haven't won a stage yet like you make best, sure that rider is caught that the race the does best not part end. is a two man time trial yeah yeah basically the the this is a great idea I love so much about it, it needs a little bit of workshopping because there's one glaring problem. The second Lachlan Morton gets selected, so <laughs> he wins the tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he'll win six tours straight. Yeah, like <laughs> EF EF is just gonna put him on the team every year. The second they get a selection, they switch the yeah. team because the team you're you're taking the ride for me, and he wins the race, and it's over. How many riders are in the Tour de France? You know what, like 180, and there's eight on their team, so one out of 18 shot. That they that their team gets selected, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, weird that's way good. to yeah, do that, that math. Bad. But yeah, you could just be like, how many teams are in the tour? <laughs> Very true. I just uh, social studies teacher. Let's not forget. That's true. Studies. That's yeah, true. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what? I got to the right answer. I don't know how this, I got there. I went I went the backwards way, but you know, eventually I got there. Um, I love this idea. I don't. I can't really. I can't poke any holes in it right away. I'm sure no. that you know the the more engineers in the world are gonna uh-huh. poke the holes there. But if anyone else has other ways to improve the tour that go beyond, this is great. I mean, the best part is this daily. Is a great idea. I daily, it. I would be watching the start to see whose names were drawn out of the lottery bag, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so think about it. I'm gonna be watching sign in, mm-hmm. and then. The race is leaving in like an hour, 10 minutes. They pull the numbers 
This, these teams have 10 minutes to get their 1903 bike. Think of the, think of the bike industry trying to create bikes from 1903 and how to put their own livery on this bike as an example. Like it, and their minds would be blown on what could happen. The cheating that will be involved, because you know there's going to be some weird oh. 1901 bikes I mean, that like maybe pull up to the UCI inspectors uh-huh. and uh, a little a uh, little on the light side. And are those bladed spokes that you tried to sneak on that rear wheel? You know, I then, mean, there could be some uh, some scandals. So I'm going to watch team sign in for the lottery. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to watch the 15 to 10 minutes of game plan. From the teams figuring out which rider is going to go, like, oh, do you think you can really do it this time? You know, uh-huh. um, and then you can see the people raising their hands. Like Thomas DeGent will be like, "Please, like I, I will do it for you. It would be amazing." <laughs> yeah. And then you got the, you know, the individuals that are going to be like, "No, please, like um, any sprinter, not wanting to do it." Um, it, it is a brilliant idea. I love it. If anyone else has any ideas, make sure you email us what? at the Slow Ride Podcast at Gmail what do, you, what do you guys think? So, say they do this, which they mm-hmm. won't, but say they do, and two teams get selected. Do those teams, so they have, say, we say Tim, you're saying 10 minutes to decide which one of their riders goes. Do those teams get to talk? Oh, I would hope so. Think about Ghana. Like, you could put Ghana in, like, right? whoever, like, some other TT guy. It'd be because, amazing. Because you're right, because you could totally strategize, like, whatever kind of stage it is, like, you know, maybe you're gonna send the guy who got selected because you don't you don't want you're worried about your GC guy. But maybe then you look over and it's Ghana, and you're like, "Well, we got Campin Arts. We're sending those two together, and they're gonna uh-huh. just blow this thing up." I mean, but some some teams might be like, "Well, we have to. We can't use this because our only chance of winning is somebody else." You know. So, so little guy, you're a team director. Yeah, I you're am. there at the Tour de France. Your guy gets selected on the men's uh-huh. Tour de France. Uh-huh. They pull out the the ball, and you're like, "Yes." Free TV time. Let's say you're the Arkea team director, just to put this in. Yeah. What team do you get the most disappointed at for being the second team drawn? Like, who are you going to look and go, ugh. It's Movistar. Movistar, Lotto Sudal. Lotto Sudal, right? It's got to be Lotto Sudal. Like, you're going to sit there going like, oh, I got stuck with this team again? (laughs) Yeah. For sure, this year. Yes, ah, it's movie star. They've they've been so bad. It's such <laughs> they, a such a yeah. good idea. This this idea is is fantastic. Um, more Kiwi Corner. I'm going car shopping. This email comes to us from Jeff. Good day from down under, gents. Upon arrival in New Zealand next week next month, I'll need to secure a car for my daily driver. I've decided I'm going to choose a vehicle with a cycling connection, so I need some advice. Which brand of vehicle should I purchase based upon its ties to the world tour? Is it a Skoda as a nod to the Commissaire's car? Is it a Renault as a nod to Laurent Fignon? Or maybe draw inspiration from one of the team cars, an AG2R Citron? Your thoughts would be much appreciated. All right, let's help Jeff get outfitted with a team car. You guys naturally know that I would be saying, I don't know if Saturn's ever made their way to, t- <laughs> to New Zealand, uh-huh. but the mm. Saturn cycling team car was amazing back in 2005. Yeah, does Holden still exist? Weren't those Holden or Opals? Those are just GM's Saturn's rebadged down there, so maybe uh, you can go that way. Uh, I like your Fino nod. Uh, you can't go wrong 
uh, going with what the professor would have driven. Yeah. I Correct me if I'm wrong. I I am an American. I don't know anything. We, we You've seen our, the level of our social studies teachers over here um, with Tim's math. But uh, Australia, I basically all I know is what we've been shown in the media. Um, Crocodile Dundee uh, style. Um, just kind of a kind of a harsh climate, kind of a rough place, kind of a, a rough and tumble lifestyle out there, you know, in, in the rough and tumble towns of Sydney and Melbourne, you know, these uh, down and out places. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm thinking you need a car that can deal with the the harsh realities of the Australian outback, um, you know, there in uh, Perth. Right there. Um, it's right there. So I think you got to go for uh, the Ineos team car, the Grenadier. You got to get Grenadier. the uh, the okay. imitation no. Land Rover. And uh, really, I'm that. pretty sure they. Do you think they'd let you into that? Like New Zealand seems environmentally somewhat responsible more than any other country on the globe. Like, do you think they'd even allow an Ineos Grenadier on the the shores? I mean, they Part kept of the COVID for like a year and a half. Like, yeah. I mean. Do they have a choice if you're in a Grenadier? You know, you just you do what you want. <laughs> like, in, just invade That's true. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, That's true. You do do what you want. Just, they drive you just on the drive right, the, weird side. You, you, you can just drive it between the two islands. There you go. Um, so, I did do a little bit. Like, Jeff, I don't know if you know what you're getting yourself into, but just um, to get a little bit outside of cycling uh, car talk. I did look up the top 10 cars sold in New Zealand year-to-date, 2022. Um, number one, Mitsubishi Outlander. Um, okay. Uh, I don't even know if Mitsubishi still really exist here in the U.S., but um, they were cool. Maybe back... Like I, Little guy is giving me the, uh, the small signs that maybe they still exist. Uh, number Barely. two, the Toy- Toyota RAV4. I, I approve of any Toyota. There was a Toyota United cycling team back in the day, so... Toyota RAV4, not horrible. But little guy, I'll stop at number three because this, I think, is is your car. This is what you would most recommend. And that, of course, is a Suzuki Swift. Oh, yeah. Good call. Goofy, small. I like it. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> super goofy, super yeah. small. They've been around for years. Um, and my bike shop used to be called Swift Cycles, so I'm all for it. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to jump on it. You got to... I just want, you know, a Renault or, or a Suzuki. Something we can't get here in the States so we can vicariously live through the weirdness of you. Podium parents? Hey there, slow road crew. Listening to your thoughts on podium babies, this soon-to-be dad had what I think is the next logical question. How old do you have to be if your child is racing bikes before you can join <laughs> them on the podium? <laughs> I'm sure there are dozens upon dozens of master athletes pushing their kids far too hard into the sport. They love to have their children stand on the top step. At what point can that proud parent hop on the stage and bask in the glory that they never achieved? Yeah. Love the show and congrats on 401 episodes. Mark in Atlanta. (laughs) This is a good question. I like this one. This is very good. Yeah. You guys are going to have to struggle with this, I think, in a a few years time. I have a, I oh. have an answer, which is that <laughs> if they take uh, if, if either of these kids take after me and little guy, we are not yeah. going to be on the podium at all. Like no worries. <laughs> no, but I think for the first 
two to three years that your kid rides mm-hmm. is racing. So like very young juniors, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, in that range, you can jump up there with them, right? Because you obviously did a ton of work to get them there. Then you can't get on the podium with them until they're pro and you're really old. Okay. But in between so, in between it just like you you're too much like you're like a training buddy. Like you're probably doing those hundred mile rides with them for a while when they're a teenager. Uh-huh. You don't be up there. But when you're up there and you're old, like if, when Matthew Vanderpool would bring his like, you know, grandpa, you yeah. bring poo poo up with him. Obviously, a great cyclist, but when he brings him up like a little old man and he's cute, you're like, it, it's a, it's something different, you know. Okay. Here. Like you've been there with me since day one. Yeah. This is yeah, yeah. complicated, little guy. I want to break this down a little bit further. Uh, make some hard and fast rules that people can sort of live by. They can gauge uh, their, their podium uh, parenting by. And I'm going to say, if you drove... To the race, if you drove them to the race and they win, you can get on the podium. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Or, okay. What if you? Conversely, on the old age side of it, <laughs> if they drove you to the race and then they win, <laughs> you can get on as an old man or old woman. Okay, that's that's a good that's a good point. You, yeah, if you if you were part of getting them there, you you get a little credit. But if you packed the bag, probably yeah. you made the peanut butter sandwiches. If they're prime time oh. career and they're you know they rode the fifty miles out to the start of the road race and then crushed everyone and whatever, you don't get to get on that podium. That was all them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We should really have Jimmer on for this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm ever gonna get on a podium with my kids. I mean, they're fantastic, fast, but you know what? <laughs> they're just gonna be. Brapping the turns and letting it uh-huh. fly and sending it, send it, sending it over the dirt jumps of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. I feel like this yeah. is a, a tactic, Tim, that you're employing to shame your kids uh, so that little Nairo and little Hyra will perform to higher levels, greater levels than you ever well, could, just to prove you wrong. Here's the thing: there are a lot of fantastic cyclists that come up and beat us when we're 14 or 15 but there's nothing more demoralizing than the 25 year old that's never been on a bike before that comes out for their first group ride and absolutely destroys us all yeah my kids are gonna be they're gonna be the ones that are not like oh yeah just playing video games waiting marking their time they're gonna wait and then i'm gonna bask in the glory when I'm an 80-year-old man and they're 45-year-old master champions, it's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait. Well, if they <laughs> drive you to the race, you can get on the podium. Well, anyways, thanks for all the emails sent to us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. And also, we got quite a few more submissions to the episode 400 voice memo challenge. Make sure you let us know where you listen, what you think of the Slow Ride Podcast, Record a voice memo. Send us, send it into us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com and join the ten other ones that we've got from around the world. Be fantastic. <laughs> Episode four hundred will be here before you know it. <laughs> and gentlemen, fun as always. Know. Can't wait to see you when I see you. But I'll be sending it next week. And with that, this is Tim in lovely Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer. 
in beautiful Western Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio. And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now, Cyclocross friends. <laughs>